Yo, well, we here. And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? This is episode, I think, 141. Um, we here now. Got, we're going to get right to the guy, uh, the host and captain of the ship. <laughs> we got we got cousin Al back on the motherfucking podcast from the Laptop Chronicles. Yes, sir. Am I able to get a clap in? Am I able to get it? Let's see, we got one. Wait, wait, stadium. There we go. Not bad, people. Give me flowers. Give me flowers. You might as well throw a chain in there. What's up, man? How's everything? Hey, you know life is life. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What's going on with the podcast? Uh, probably going to record an episode tomorrow. Whoa. So tell people about the latest episode. Uh, Let's start with the title. Okay. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> got so excited. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the title was called Fingers and Fuckery. I did not even come up with that title. I choose my friends, people. <laughs> this is how I choose them. <laughs> so how it came to be was um, I go get manicures and pedicures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, ooh, nut shot. Damn. Um, and so the lady who does them, is it started out going to this place up in Owens Mills. It was like a salon for men. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool little spot. Um, you know, you go in there, get you some whiskey, you know, Ooh. and you get, you know, you if you want to get your beard trimmed up, haircut, all of that. But in the back, they had chairs, you know, set up, go in there and, you know, get, get all that self-care stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not just for women. So, um, that business closed, and she opened up her own salon. And so most of her clients was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? We, we still rock with you. So going out there to, to see her and um, and just talking about um, basic hygiene, not not just on the, on the sexual tip, but just hygiene and period, mm-hmm. and hygiene period. Washing your hands, keeping your fingernails clipped. Because um, one of the things that my mom taught me was that when my grandmother taught her growing up, and you, you know, go to look at men or you go to, you know, want to date somebody, whatever, look at a man's fingernails. Mm-hmm. No matter what job that a man does, his fingernails should be clean. And you'd be surprised how many people, it's just the little things. Um, it's just the little things of, like, like for example, Working, working where you were, seeing everybody touch everything, mm. and people coming in like I like know, I like the way you put that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. But like, even as a mechanic, man, I, I've seen people come in from touching the airplane and engine. You know, you touching seats, you had to change seat covers, mm. and you know you don't know how many butts been in them seats, and people sneezing all over planes and this and that. And I used to see people come in. And just sit down and start eating. You know what I'm saying? Not washing their hands. So that that was the basis of the interview was just talking about hygiene. Now, when it comes to sex, 
Mm-hmm. You don't want to be putting dirty fingers in the woman. Nah, bro. She, you know, fuck some shit up. Yeah. Get a little, get a little wild, and she got a. She got bacterial vaginosis. Yeah. And all of that. Now she out here with a green pussy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was um, so terrible. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. So yeah, and so I'm so so we so I interviewed her. her name is Katie Johnson. Um, nailed extraordinaire. So in interviewing her, you know, I did the interview. I was like, cool, all right, you know, I'm, now I just got to think of a title. She was like, Fingers and Funkery. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going. So, yeah, that's how the title came to be. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's a really good episode in the most Aleem nature possible. <laughs> uh, so please check it out. Uh, so what what's, what about the next episode? What do you have coming? Uh, I might just freestyle it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, cause I got I got a couple ideas, um, but I I don't want to put them out just yet. So I did say I was gonna do one every week, mm-hmm. and uh, I might just freestyle it. Just, you you've had a year, right? Yeah, a year a year and a half. Year and a half. I started in January of twenty eighteen. Ah, right on time, right on time. Dirty Tim Vic. <laughs> How you knew I was recording, yo? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the DTV. <laughs> we got DTV Dirty Tim Vicky on the line. <laughs> Yo. Damn. Hello. 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 Yeah? Yo, what up? Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. You here, you here. What's up? I'm, I'm, I'm on? Yeah, you on, yo. <laughs> yo, you on, yo. Yo, I'm on. You swear you rapping, yo. Who in the building? We got, we got Cousin Al in the motherfucking building. What's happening? What's good? Man, you know. <laughs> everything is everything, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> You sound real old, yo. Can you hear me? No, you sound you sound distorted, like you call it from from jail. Chill, yo. I'm gonna hang up and call you right back. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, perfect now. All right, bet, 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 bet. This is up. <laughs> yo, what's up? What up? What up? Man, who on the, the jack? <laughs> yo, you a real old nigga. Hey, yo, who on the jack? Yo, he was up north. No, you over there? Nah, man. <laughs> nah, no, no more vacation this week. Oh shit! It's 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 a cousin Al. All right, what up, bro? How you feeling? Man, I'm good, bro. All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just missed it. He was talking about his episode that he put out. What was the name, Aline? Fingers and Fuckery. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what some. I'm gonna tell you what some crazy shit that I just heard though. This week. This week, I was talking to an older shorty, and she was like, "Y'all, y'all old niggas need to teach these new niggas how to finger pop. They don't know what they're doing." There we I was just like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't think you could go wrong with finger popping. It's not like it was a, a it was not a science that we was taught. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she she, she wild. These niggas must be really lost on this in this day and age. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know what though? Must be you know, finger fuck for real, drilling they pussy like jabbing it like they pointing at somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come here. <laughs> With a, with a goddamn snaggy uh, fingernail on the tip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yo, we'll put it right here. I'm putting it right here that way. Yeah, yeah. What up, though? What up? Man, it's good, man. You just in time. We ain't even getting to no topics yet. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm early. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, since you're here and, and since this, this guy is... uh, <laughs> Let's start with Talib Kweli. <laughs> Your man is losing his mind, bro. Your man is losing his mind. Um, he's been attacking a woman on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I saw that. A lady named Maya Moody replied to a tweet by the rapper who's married to black women. Um, and she cited him and questioned his marriage to a light-skinned woman and pointed out that Talib was a rapper who's, who wasn't in that category of being somebody that's married to a dark-skinned woman. Uh, she didn't add him, but he found this tweet somehow. And from that point on, he was getting his fans to go to her page and attack her. Right. Um, during the midst of all this, this is a part of your part of your shit, Aline. Someone spilled the beans of him fucking on Sarah J, the porn star. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I'm trying to find a tweet when somebody finds out. But see, you know what the thing about Kwali is? I heard this maybe ten years ago that he was a misogynist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, and it wasn't just hearsay from like people in the street. It was like other other artists. We're like, yo, we we were in the studio, and his attitude toward women was this. Was Gene Gray one of these people? Um, no, it wasn't Gene Gray. I know Nicolay from Foreign Exchange. Uh huh. I know he said something like, "Yo, I was working with this cat. We were doing this and that, and his attitude and his you know presentation and personality came out. And he was like, I never worked with this dude ever again. Mm. It was it was a couple of women, um, so. It didn't surprise me when people were like, yeah, he's attacking this woman on Twitter. For some folks, they was like, yeah, that's par for the course for this dude. That's crazy as shit. Yeah. It's a little wild with being so pro-black. I mean, him and him and most made this, the record on brown-skinned women. You remember that song? Oh, brown-skinned lady. It was on the, um, the first album that they had. What was the song about, though? Uh, it was just talking about Browns having a love for brown skinned women. Mm. Hmm. Well, they they deleted him off of Twitter. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Major. But uh, they, yeah, they deleted him off of Twitter. He basically alluded to the fact that he was done with Twitter and with Patreon oh, now. So he, 
he's trying to correct himself. Yeah. Well, he's putting out an album through Patreon. If are y'all familiar with that? Base. Okay. All right. Okay, Vic, are you? No, I'm not. All right. So Patreon is like uh, dude. Nigga, what you at a hardware shop? <laughs> this nigga at Home Depot at nine o'clock at night. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, chill. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, so look, so Patreon is like you can put your podcast, you can put your podcast on Patreon, and people pay for it. It's like uh, exclusive content. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like an avenue for podcasters, or I guess now. Um, artists to put exclusive content on the platform so their fans can get it or whatever. Um, it's like a monthly subscription or a weekly subscription that they have. But, um, yeah, he said that that's the reason that he left or whatever. But I did find a tweet and somebody bringing up the Sarah J incident. It said, now that they've finally deleted Talib, let's talk about how he ruined my dreams way back in 2002 after showing up to my friend's notable porn star party Hopped up on goofballs and coke. I assume that's that's got to be big drugs. Yeah. Um, goofballs and coke, banging anything that would take fifty dollar bills from him, while still married to his first wife. Mm-hmm. So this is where Sarah J comes into play. He's refused to comment on the situation, though. Shout out to Tyler. Lip. If you've seen, uh, if you... it's one of those things, and I'm not gonna bring his counterpart into it. But his counterpart, as we know, I'm not going to say a name, but as his counterpart, he also has, you know, some type of issues and things that have been going on within himself that has been publicly noted with women Mm. and multiple women and things of that nature. So. But but see, like I think I think a lot of times, man, we we like like they say, never meet your heroes. Oh, yeah. So we think that just because somebody's a celebrity, they're not a douchebag in real life in their everyday dealings. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, in a hip hop standpoint, I don't look at these guys as heroes. I just think of I think of them as a great artist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as some people might put them on a higher pedestal. To me, it's just like a hip-hop. Niggas that write bombs is no different than the average nigga that works a regular job. They can, a mechanic nigga can be the dopest rhymer, writer, or type nigga. He's just a mechanic. You know what I mean? Right. So I get it where it's like, you know what I mean? Meeting that type of person. And I also look at it as like, all right, so say if Will Smith to what it is, and he's that asshole. He came from a hip-hop base, but like him going to another basis of, of a talent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you just look at things different. Mm-hmm. Some people just look at like, oh, shit, I never met a celebrity. Right. From whatever fashion it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, these niggas know how to rob. They ain't the way niggas that know how to rob. Right. Yeah. Like, if you meet Ghostface, it's like, oh shit, this nigga is a fucking asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those type of things, but when you get into the, when you get into business, when you get to females, it's a bunch of shit that happens with how 
males, females. How males always look at females. Now they got money and they can exploit females. That's Let's talk about Terry Crews uh, turning Coon into an uplifting acronym. What a fucking buffoon, bro. <laughs> so so check this out. I know I'm real cool with somebody who's cool with his sister. Really? Yeah. And my friend is like, his sister cannot stand this motherfucker. Because. Hold on, wait. Let's. Uh, all right. So the acronym for Coon is Conquer Our Own Negativity. What an idiot. Anyway, go ahead. Well, he's basically... You know what? He's an idiot. But at the same time, he is a genius. And you can come with some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, if, if a white person would have did it, it would have like, this is totally dangerous. You know what I mean? It, it would have been going against everything. This thing is doing it. It makes it for white people to be like, Damn, he said it. This is what it's going to be now. You know what I mean? But, is it making it right? No, hell no. He's an idiot. He's he's an idiot, but you know what I'm saying? He's he's basically trying to trying to tap dance for these checks. Mm-hmm. He, and that's all he's doing. Because um, uh, Gabrielle Union did an interview on Jamel's hit on Jamel Hill's podcast. And she asked, she asked her about that situation on America's Got Talent, and she was like, "Yeah, Terry Crews basically made me out to be the villain when he didn't have to, and he was getting free checks from NBC, so mm. he was doing whatever, and he's doing whatever he can get that money flowing in, mm-hmm. you know, because like like they say, if he was really, if he was really about the shit that you know he like like the whole Me Too movement. Terry Crews went around for how long talking about he got sexually harassed by another man, an executive in Hollywood, and they said he should have been front and center for that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he backed away from it because it was affecting his money. Is his is, is his wife half white? He's just a nigga that's just a licensed position. She's pretty. You know what I mean? He's scared of life and he's playing a position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the only thing that he's he's subcasting is that without what is it's going to be without what the word it is like for certain roles he's only looked at at certain roles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> even with um and maybe you have this next one the next topic but phase on love. You know what I mean? Like, the way he was doing that cam. Like, nigga, you can't go at certain things, but you play certain positions in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, how the fuck are you going to say anything about certain shit, but you you allow yourself to be that position? You play that position. Mm-hmm. But he, <laughs> he, he's... he's got, no, I, I, I get what you're saying, because it's like... Um, Dave Chappelle in the movie Blue Street. Remember, remember the scene where Martin broke him out of jail? Yeah. Well, Dave Chappelle said that when he was doing the movie, he was supposed to come out. He was supposed to be able to sneak out of jail in a dress. And he was like, I'm not putting on a dress. Mm. And he said, 
the the writer and the director and the producers were all coming to him. Come on, Dave, you know, just 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 do it for the film, just do it for the fans. He was like, No, I'm not gonna sell myself out to put on a dress like y'all did Martin Lawrence for Big Mama's house, like Tyler Perry has done and made billions. Mm-hmm. He was like, That's not me. And he said in thirty minutes they rewrote that part of the movie and he didn't have to put on a dress. So it's all about what you stand for. It's, it's, it's how you play the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's playing the game. It's how you play the game. If you're not going to bend over backwards, you're just not going to bend over backwards. You know what I mean? But they will approach that situation for anybody. You know what I mean? If if anything comes about from even the podcast, and a motherfucker say, yo, Jimmy, boom. Because I'll say Jimmy to make you clear. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yo, do this. You know what I mean? If a rope came to you and be like, yo, come on, just, just for a skit, just for something, do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers always try to play masculinity out with, with femininity. You know what I mean? In a male standpoint. Mm-hmm. Try to break us down from whatever we have. That's true. That is true. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, yo, why the fuck we just can't be who we are? Even on a women's standpoint, why can't you just be who you are? You gotta do everything and anything that's above and beyond or outside of yourself. Outside of yourself. For, for goddamn um, success. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. None of this just to be going on. None of this. Hmm. Recently, T.I. had Jeezy on his podcast. He asked Jeezy, what would it take for them to unite the Mount Rushmore of trap music? And Jeezy's response was, and they were talking about having their prior issues with um, Gucci Man. Jeezy's response was to meet like mobsters in the back room as a, in a meeting. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that was his response to it. Uh... For people that don't know, Jeezy and Gucci Man, what is it, like 15 years ago now? 15. When Gucci Man had the song So Icy, Jeezy was on it. They were fighting over who actually owned the song. This records came out. There was a bounty on Gucci Man's chain. And uh, one of Young Jeezy artists tried to f- get the bounty, uh, trying to get paid. And he was murdered by... Gucci and self defense. Um, so I'm not sure how we can meet like mobsters. Around 2009, there was a, an initial truce. Um, I think Gucci was locked up at the time. And um, it was a truce. I want to say it was through DJ Drama. But my question is why? Yes. And why, why would even T.I. bring this? Because of how bad the situation went, why would T.I. even bring this up and try to say, I think the fans deserve it? And it's like little shit like that. Somebody was murdered, bro. And not just anybody, a nigga that was signed to him. It's it's truly still a feeling behind it. But when you look at what it is, as two men making money, why are you still kind of beefed us that long? You know what I mean? Because somebody was murdered behind it. Like I but, mean, but uh, but but you have to but you have to also know 
that as as a person. As two grown men, if somebody tried to do something that was damaging to you, come on, bro. You just gotta let that shit go. It's just like, yo, I didn't make this nigga come over here. If you set them over here, that's on you. That's what you gotta live with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm over here in my space, you hate me this much. You gonna send one of your niggas or you gonna pump it up to be one of your niggas to come over here and something happened to him? Let's just wash our hands with that. He didn't have to come over here. Mm-hmm. He came over here and something happened to him. Well, Gucci's the one that's actually, and he's always bringing it up. Uh, I, it was a clip I seen, actually, recently. Man, I that's think, what I'm saying. I think it really wow. speaks to, like, like I, I say, man, when you listen to Nip, you know, one thing he said, over ego and pride, we going to die. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for, and that's really been bothering me in listen, listening to rap, you don't hear in rock music and in, 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 uh, pop it's music. It's not competitive. It's, it's not, not competitive to that level. And it's not competitive to the point where people have to kill each other. Mm-hmm. People have to snatch chains. People have to, because, I mean, let's, you know, what, young, what? young Bird got his chain snatched. Uh, Tupac got killed. He beat up Orlando Anderson over a death row chain. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, see, so it's, it's different. It's, it's, a, it's different levels into different things. So what Tupac did was he stepped into a beef that he had no He had no dealing to do with. He's not a gangbanger. Right. He's, he's dealing with gangbanger issues. You're the front man to put yourself out there to deal with it with an issue that's a long-stemming neighborhood lifestyle of everything that's going on. You don't have nothing to do with none of that. But at the heart of the But at the heart of the issue is it was over a chain. Mm-hmm. No, but but like I said, it's the chain is the small factor of what it is. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. The small factor. Right. These gangs Issues have been going on way before Tupac came to L.A. on that death row type of situation. Right. You jumped into a mix that you're not familiar with. You know what I mean? You could be somewhat familiar, but you not being an artist of that standpoint, it's not your place to put yourself at the forefront of a neighborhood beef. You know what I mean? You are at the top of the food chain. Why are you worried about a death row chain? But you know, it why was... do you have to hold on to yourself to uh, get this death row chain back? Right, <clears throat> right, right. It's a million niggas that's behind you that could have did the work for you. But, but like you said, but why even have to take it to that level of having to do the work? That issue of doing work, pop smoke. Because pop. at one point, so this is what it is. Ooh. He's never felt as though he was validated into that whole atmosphere oh. of what that situation is. So if he figures though he's going to go against Orlando and take the chain back, that's going to gain him more validation amongst everybody that's there. But you're an artist. You don't have to validate your standpoint. You know what I mean? 
why am I validating the standpoint? I'm the the biggest artist on the label right now. Why am I going out here to validate the standpoint? But if you take that thought even further, why do why why does the the uh, validation even have to be there to begin with? Mm-hmm. Why, no, why? the validation. So 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 what the validation is to be there is because of what what goes on in our communities. Of we never had anything from the beginning. So it's always okay. So it's always a. I gotta be the big man. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the little nigga that's gotta show myself out to gain respect from the big man. But right there, at the same time, like I said, Doc did something that he did not have to do at all. You got a hundred fifty motherfuckers that's in the hood that would love to do that. Niggas that's out there with them at the same time would have did the same thing. But what he's nothing. doing is. I'm going to be the bigger nigga, and I'm going to show this nigga I'm out here. I'm going to show, I'm going to show what I know. I don't, I don't just talk about it. I'm going to do it. Right. So, so if you fast forward, and, and we're talking about Gucci always bringing up the fact that he killed somebody, why, why is he bringing that up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why, why does that validation that, hey, I shot somebody... You know, you you're talking about taking a life. Yeah, and and it seemed okay. like it so, seemed like so, Jeezy's past it, up, right? Well, what's up? What's up? Right. Chilling. Everything good? All right. So, <laughs> so what what happens is in a situation with Gucci because what them niggas them niggas came to Gucci house, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if I if I have a a, a stand my ground situation. They attacking me. Yeah, I'm not. No. I'm not. I'm yeah, not saying we need to say things. And and hold on, it's not in the defense of what Jeezy doing. It's, I mean, what Gucci doing. It's what Jeezy always. Like. Bro, we we roll up. We do this. We do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So even if you lose a member of your team, but you still talking about we still doing certain things. It's like yo, bro, come on. But that's rap. In general, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I mean that's all we hear is oh, I'ma sell, I'ma sell dope, I'ma, I'ma go pop this gun, I'ma go do this and do that, and then we wonder why shit is fucked up in our community. Mm-hmm. It's a reflection of the community, though. Right. Um, in my opinion, I they've been back and forth with this. Gucci Man still talking about it. I don't, I don't need to do music with you. I don't need to do no business with you at all, bro. If you're you, if you're in the lane of you're still gonna bring this shit up in random interviews, uh, it, and I get it, it's like a badge of honor to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But reality it's just is, one of those type of things like just let it be. Go ahead, reality with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just I just feel like it ain't no reason for us to do business together. The fans can want it all they want, but I'm over it. You don't seem like you over it because you want to still bring it up and, like I said, like a badge of honor. So it's like, fuck it, we ain't gotta. Right. We you can want shit all you want, motherfucker. You better listen to the songs we did and call it a day. And and even you know the whole we gotta sit down like mobsters. Let's not forget at the end of the day, the U.S. government destroyed the mob. Mm-hmm. So the whole sitting down like mobsters, we we're we're imitating 
another culture for what? That's that's hip hop. But you gotta understand also with the glorification of which brung down. Glorification, you're on it now. We we never had a get up on a get out. You know what I mean? So when we glorify Scarface, we we glorify movies, we glorify mafia shit, and we do everything that didn't give a fuck about black people at all. The whole new thing changed their name into everything. They had a mm. song called Black Trump. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a whole, it's a whole movement about going about shit that no, no interest into what our community is. It's only about what we see as people making money, how they make money, and we gravitate towards how we believe that the money making ways are. So we will put ourselves in these positions, call ourselves other names, do shit, Lucky Luciano, all these motherfuckers, anything that was going on that didn't give a fuck about black culture. Niggas named themselves after motherfuckers that didn't give a fuck about our own culture. You know what I mean? But at the same time, these niggas is winning. They get money. We came from people that didn't get money like that. Or didn't live a certain lifestyle. You know what I mean? So, it's it's a gravitational ways of where we look to get the fame and fortune from it. And like I said, we paid a bigger price of death, of prison terms, and anything else that's involved with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I tell people all the time, hip-hop is the gift and the curse of our community. Mm-hmm. So many people believe that you can do so many things that you're never going to achieve. Mm-hmm. So much shit is always there. But it's the allure of you can get this money, you can do it. It's mm-hmm. the easy way out presented to a nigga. It's the easy way presented to a nigga. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we glorify Low-key you know a scam, mean? bro. <laughs> yeah, it's a big scam. <laughs> it's a Ponzi scam. You know what I mean? It's a Ponzi. <laughs> Ponzi scheme and shit. <laughs> Yo, that's exactly what it is, bro. I can, I can take your 200 and make you 2,000 in <laughs> three days. Easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they sell it all the time. Mm-hmm. They sell it all the time. And what we do, we looking for the quick flip. Mm-hmm. Flip. Oh shit, nigga, I ain't gotta do nothing. Mm. Like I said, and and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, and I'll I'll tell both of y'all because this is what I feel about it. If you look at every thousand niggas that you know that rap and like, I started a label. I started a label. It's. Optimism is is everything that's going to be, but the only biggest niggas that you've seen is like four niggas. It's Dre, P. You know what I mean? It's these niggas that's nobody is out there really gaming. You got Drakes now. You got new niggas. Niggas is not living everything that they always say. 
Oh, yeah. It's, e- it's easy to write a rhyme about what you got. We still live in the hood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, easily. Wishing upon a star. That's exactly what it is. They praying that they can wish their way into having this shit. Speaking into existence. It's speaking into existence, but at the same time, if you never was taught about financial guidance from the beginning, we were born in a situation where we don't know how financial guidance is within ourselves. So mm-hmm. we don't know how it is if we get any type of money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we weren't born for money. So if you are put into a position where you have a lot of money, you don't even know how to manage your money. Yeah, because the is, only thing you're doing is everything that, that, that you've you never already had. seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at athletes who, you know, they say, oh, yeah, he, you know, this person made $180 million in their career. And they're homeless. Okay, but at, at the same time, they do have financial advisors and shit like that. When you when you think about hip hop, it's just oh my nigga right here with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ain't no fucking guidance into that. But we're 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 far along. First thing in- we do if we get some money, we buy the chain. Exactly. But we should be far further along in the culture to realize what financial uh, literacy literacy should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody talking about Q, Q-Tip talking about, you know, um, you know, um, shit, what's the shit? Uh, industry uh, rule number rule number 4,080. Mm-hmm. But you still got people right, like Meg Thee Stallion signing a bad contract that she can't get out of. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that it doesn't matter that Industry rule number 4,080 is the same. A motherfucker will paint themselves to be somebody that's going to be better. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you know what? It was fucked up for them back then. But I'm going to fuck you over in a new fucked up contract. You know what I mean? That's funny. You you gain relationships with motherfuckers that don't have best interest for you. You know what's crazy? Um... J. Cole put out something. It was discovered that J. Cole admits that he never read over his Rock Nation contract. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of artists. They just happy to sign with the coolest coolest person on the block. Right. That that I mean, it, it, it dates back to the temptations and everybody Ooh, else yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if I can promise you something that you never had, you've been off working a job. And singing at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know you got steady money coming in. Mm. Once you, you sign a contract, nigga, you have to pay everything else out. Mm-hmm. The advancement is great. But once you do everything else for the advancement, nigga, you in debt. Yep. You in debt. It's a, it's a great advanced loan situation. It's like how motherfuckers mm. be like, yo, um, you get paid next week, come to me, I'll pay you now. Payday loan. Mm-hmm. Right, the payday loan. Yeah, mm-hmm. They only market, they place, them commercials are only marketing out commercial schemes. 
Mm-hmm. I'll pay you right now. Um, real quick, did you did you catch uh any of the No Limit um <laughs> the any of the No Limit Chronicles? Uh, no, <laughs> the limit. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> All right, so I I wanna. Recently, um, Snoop was on The Breakfast Club, and he talked about initially how he got in contact with Master P. He said uh, he was walking into Priority all the time and bumped into Mystical. Bumped into Mystical, ended up doing a verse of Mystical. When it came time to get paid for the verse, P asked him how much he wanted. He said fifteen hundred. He said fifteen. He was like, I thought he was gonna give me fifteen hundred, and at the time, I I was with that. He said Master P gave him thirty five thousand dollars, and asked him what he was working on, and he said that the album that he was working on was going to be called Fuck Death Row. Master P then closed the, the million dollar deal. Yeah. So Master P closed the door and told him you won't you won't make it to see that that album come out. Um. But what I thought what was interesting in that whole interview was he said that Mac Ten, he was initially signing with Mac 10 prior to signing the No Limit. Uh, Mac 10 under the Who Banging imprint was going to give him a million dollars. I thought that was a little bit wild um, because of who Mac 10 is, but I also thought about Mac 10 during that era was actually a... a you know, he was a premier artist with, you know, uh, West High Connection. He wasn't big as Snoop. Yeah. On the surface of things, I would, I would, okay, yeah. So what's that, 90, that's 98? That's 98? That was 98, 99, yeah. When West High Connection come out, though? 90. It was 98, 99. Yeah. So we got to take that into consideration. Matt 10 coming off of that success. You have to look at. What you have to look at is, no matter what it is about a person, no matter what their stature is, if their financial business is not right, everybody can be bought. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. You could be the biggest nigga out here. If your business was not right on the first deal, and you're going into your next deal, you need money. So it doesn't matter. If Joe Blow come and say, yo, you know what I mean? Boy, I'll give you a million dollars. A million dollars to what you getting as $500,000 from whatever you got from the first time? Mm-hmm. That's an extra $500,000. A nigga would jump on that. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know what I mean? So, no matter what you sold, no matter, no matter what it looks like you did, Dre ain't asking for contracts. Jay ain't, Dre ain't, Jay or Dre ain't asking for no help for nobody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Beans is a nigga that look like, oh, I was down with the rock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody looking at him like, shit, you down with the money niggas. This shit ain't right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that niggas are getting money is not, that I don't give a fuck how cool you are. That's the, the, the part about business. I don't give a fuck about how, how cool you are. I'm not giving you these these breaks that you need because you're the newcomer up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that bad business because nobody wants to feel like 
if I'm on top, I'm going to give you more than what I got for myself when I got put on board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the whole situation with tragedy and... and, and Nori. And Nori in it. Mm-hmm. Jazzo and Jay-Z. Uh, yeah. I'm not giving y'all no more. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you a better deal than what I got out the break. Because I got fucked over. So you got to learn how it is to be fucked over. Mm-hmm. It's just that. It's... It's the crab in the in the barrel. You know what I mean? You that shit's so like, fucked up, I love you for life. But that's the difference because niggas don't love each other like that. Mm-hmm. No, niggas you got to suffer the same way that I suffered. You got to... So you can learn. It's a fucked up process for you to put your people through. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, boom. If I suffered and I made it, I'm going to put you on... And make it where you ain't got to suffer. That's just my heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to put you through this. I went through that. I ain't got to put you through that. If your shit is where is that? Nah, because I'm going to put you on. But motherfuckers is like, no, I'm not going to do that for nobody else. Mm -hmm. Nigga, you got to learn too. You know what I mean? So if if I get an advancement, 325,000, you know what I mean? 250. I'm going to take this advancement. Nigga, you going to have to learn. But what you're going to do is you're going to burn a friendship because of the fact that you ain't say, yo, this is what's going on. I'm going to put you on. I'm going to get this advance. You just got to find your way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um... Don't, nobody say that. Nigga, we getting on together. Mm-hmm. I'm putting you on. Nobody has an open conversation. Okay. Money changes everybody's attitude. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's let's talk about the good times of the woo. Uh, Raekwon and pretty much Ghostface is celebrating 25 years of only built for Cuban Link. Um, the purple tape. Um, sorry. Tonight, tonight, tonight. It's tonight. It's yeah, right it, yeah. It's, tonight it's right now. It's yes. right now. Yeah, seven o'clock. Oh, yeah. it's like nine o'clock. Yeah, now. it's nine. What damn? Nah, like when I yeah. when I tuned in earlier. Um, Ray was trying to get the RZA on. You know what I mean? Everybody was trying to get pieced up together. So mm-hmm. it's, it's right now. You so know what I mean? What the is, what is the same nigga. Yeah. So uh, how important was this solo album to the Wu-Tang Legacy? To me, it's, 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 it made the legacy of what the Wu-Tang was even stronger. You got to... You can't say that it it is everything to the woo because meth, like how we was talking, at at one time meth was Jay Z. Mm-hmm. When the cow came out, you could not say shit about meth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His album was ringing. Everything was going on. Death Jam was on lock with Joe. So, the purple tape came out. The difference between what the purple tape is and what Takao was or any other albums that came out, that album resonated to more hustles. It resonated to more the niggas that was doing shit at the time. What Ray was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Left came out, it was Takao, boom, he had the record with Mary. 
So now it, it made him something different. Put him somewhere different. You know what I mean? Um, was this album really the real launching pad for Ghostface? As far as for when it sure. came to Supreme, was it Supreme Clientele was Supreme. the first album, right? No, no, no. Iron they, Man. Uh, Iron Man. Okay, yeah. all right. Iron Man was the the, the, the first album of after after um the Purple Tape. Okay, all right. So was this the launching pad for him? Yeah, because sure. I thought I thought he it was, was... The, he was the next. What they did was, Liam, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you what don't. they did was, they did everything with, like, all right, so, like, Nas, let's say Nas, life's a bitch. He was paving the way for AZ. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That shit was like, all right, boom, I'm stamping my nigga. This record is a big record on here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Niggas talking about life's a bitch, like, oh, shit, who this nigga AZ? Mm-hmm. And I bought AZ on the strength of that. Damn. On the strength of that. Yeah. Oof. So, what was you saying? It the, it's, it's the strength of, like, Ray put this nigga on. Like, mm-hmm. everything. It was, they, what, what happened with them albums, it was, it was, it was the purple tape. Um, Ray was on Iron Man. But then they put Capadonna on Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So Capadonna was coming from that same, you know what I mean? Because Ray was already stamped. Ghost is now like stamped from the purple, and now Kappa is stamped from Iron Man. It was just a revolving like, nigga, I'm putting you on, I'm putting you on, I'm putting you on. Because mm-hmm. I thought, I thought, oh, they got Davies on there. Yeah, Davies on there now. I thought that, uh, um, Ghostface. I thought there was a duo. Yeah, I did too initially. Initially, yeah. So when they was like, yeah, it's, it's Ray Kwan, I'm like, who's the other dude? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, he don't get no credit. Nah, because it was it was a perfect link up for what they was doing. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's Nigga, like a I'm, stepping I'm stone. Gonna on, yeah. I'm going to get on. I'm going to put you on directly. Yep. My shit going to be that hot. I'm putting you right on. There's no way you ain't going to be on. Because your shit is everywhere where my shit is at. Exactly. Do you think that was RZA's idea, though? To, like, uh, that way we know what's the next album coming? Mm-hmm. But it was like, I I think, it's like, like looking back on it, I think me, you, and Norm was talking about it, how Cruz, like, let's take T.I. and Grand Hustle. Mm-hmm. When T.I. came out, he expect you know, like, uh, Young Dro came out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure Young Dro was like, all right, I'm going to blow up. Because my man blew up. And mm-hmm. T.I. was probably like, yeah, I'm going to put you in that position. And it didn't, it fizzled out. Mm-hmm. But I think with Wu-Tang, it just worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody is just that, that yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. What's your favorite um song on the album? Ice Cream. Which one? Unemployment? No, you said which no, one? Said, oh, oh, which one? oh uh, <laughs> or only built for Cuban Link. Cuban Link to me? Yeah. Hmm. Lean, what you got? I, I, I kind of got what I got because I know how that one, that one song changed a lot. But go ahead. For me, it was Ice Cream. For me, it was. Places of ice. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> because for me, it was it was like it was it was them records. It was the hard records where it was everything that was already there. It was criminology. Mm. You know what I mean? All I love criminology. But the Glaciers of Ice video, it was um the first video came off of there was uh not niggas all up um what's that shit uh perceivable course take care and be uh incarcerated scar faces mm -hmm. that was the first video that was the first video yeah yeah you know uh, times again out can be right. yeah probably but when, it, when it came with glaciers of ice because that was a joint that ghost was on and it just was like this shit is nuts. Like, that's how we keep money in the Wu Tang family. That song, right? My seeds carry. Mm -hmm. Okay, my seeds go. Your seeds, your seeds. That's how we keep money yeah. in the all. In what? Tank what? Family. No, no. He uh, um, going through the verse. Yeah, he going through the verse. Um. Uh, nigga, we what? you just did the same thing I did. <laughs> anyway, nigga. I'm trying to get to where you at. What song you talking about? I'm starting. Um, it's um, incarcerated Scarfaces. No, that's not it. That's not that. No, that's uh, no. um. What was the first song you said? Verbal. Uh, uh verbal. No, he said glacier ice. ice. Yeah, that was glacier ice. Um, right. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see where we at. Um, Lupe Fiasco said he's working on new music inspired by Amy Winehouse. Mm. Thoughts? Mm. <laughs> Lupe, Lupe's album will probably come out when Dr. Dre's Detox comes out. Yikes. <laughs> I, I, I'm... I have no comment on that. Okay. All right. I'll take it from here. Uh, Lupe, for me, as an artist, kind of if it kind of fizzled out for me after mm -hmm. the cool, mm -hmm. um, because he went too far left political. Around around the time he started hating Obama, yeah, I was like, bro, this shit is good. You got way too Chuck D on me, and I ain't really trying to hear it. Bro. He didn't even go Chuck D. He went. He went weird. Oh yeah, then he's he was a samurai warrior. Yeah, man. That, <laughs> oh man. Him and uh, Charles Hamilton was smoking together. Ooh, shout out to Charles Hamilton. I don't know what's up with you, but shout out to you. You got a little wild. Um, a password protected original version of Kanye West, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy," was unlocked after ten years. The that. That version of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was initially designed for only um, Hype Williams consumption. Um, it was an earlier earlier version of the album that was given to him so he can come up with treatments for the album, um, for the uh, music for the okay, album. That makes sense. Um, it's been a tale of uh, like an urban legend. Well, not really an urban legend. Everybody knew about it. Basically, that. People had the album, but it was password heavy protected. Uh, each song had a password to it, and nobody could figure it out up until probably about this week. Um, and somebody solved it very easy. And if you look at some of the passwords to them, it was the dumbest passwords, like password being password or password being verse. It was uh, it was kind of crazy. So when it's unlocked, it's like different versions of the album, different versions of the actual songs that were on the album. 
Um, whether it be him mumbling over certain records, trying to figure out the verse that he wants to put out. Now, when I found that out, I was at work trying to figure it out. But then I went down a rabbit hole and found something called Kanye West Tracker, which was a hundred plus songs of either demos or unreleased music that he's put out since the beginning of his career up until now. Um, I found, um, on the tracker, I have, it's three or four different versions of, um, Pusha T Santorini. Uh, I have the remix to Freestyle 4. The remix is with Big Sean and ASAP Ferg. There's a remix to Real Friends with a new DMX verse. It's four different versions of Father Stretch My Hands and one additional one that's just called Liberated with a new Kendrick Lamar verse. Um, uh, just different remix, different verses, just scrap material that never came out. Um, just really, really dope me being like a, you know, a fan of Kanye West music. The one, the highlight for me was Tiana Taylor put out an album in December and the intro to the album is her and Rick Ross. Well, there's a version of that song that has two verses of Rick Ross and a verse of Kanye West. Now, the album came out in December, but this um, version that I, I've heard is actually nine years old. So the song is initially nine years old. So what do you think about artists saving music and putting it out at a later date? Um, go ahead, Liam. I'll let you speak on that if you got it. I think it's, it's, it's a way for like some artists to try to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Um. Is it productive? I don't know. Um, but, uh, uh, man, you go ahead. All right. So what I was going to say is, like, for, for artists, as a creation standpoint, every day is your job as a creation. You know what I mean? So you can... A conversation between me and you can be a great conversation. That doesn't have to be me and you, Jimmy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, every, everything everything that we can say in the, in the conversation could be very relevant because you don't have to time stake, time stamp the conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Certain things are very relevant to anything that you speak about. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, who over there blessing? But, you know what I mean? Nah, it's, it's just one of those type of things where it's like, in life, when we speak on things, create things, we can take a part of anything that we have taken from what could have been the greatest rhyme that was maybe that part of that time. If nobody ever heard it, to re-release it or release it as a whole, it's brand new to everybody. You know what I mean? What artists do is they make so much things. You know what I mean? You create shit all the time. Mm-hmm. So I could be sitting on a song to you that's four years old. It's brand new to you. It's the new wave to you. It's four years old. You know what I mean? 
that's why I like when certain motherfuckers create shit and it's like, ah, this shit ain't nothing to me. Because I created it so long ago. Mm-hmm. So when it's presented to the audience or to anybody else, these songs has already been sitting here. Yeah. It's brand new to the audience. You know what I mean? It's like when they went in Prince's vault mm-hmm. and they found what five hundred songs, five thousand songs Jesus. unreleased. Wow. So so this is what I'm saying. So now now because of the fact that he's passed away, yeah. it might look like all these songs are dated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like like let's just use Tupac for instance. I was about to say that, yeah. He could have used a song that was back then. But if he was like, oh, you know, I'm going to revamp the hook on that. Right. I'm going to revamp the the concept. Then you got a whole other song. song. And that was my problem with that, uh, with the um, Biggie duet. The Biggie duets. You know, that was an album <laughs> of shit that he would not. Shut up. <laughs> I don't like the fact that you just said that. <laughs> but that was music that he probably didn't want to put out. And Jazzy Fizzle. Uh, j- uh, Jazzy, <laughs> Jazzy Fizzle. Jazzy Fizzle. Product Shizzle. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, I did like that song. What? I did, I, I did like that song with him. It was him, Nelly. It was him. A little bit of a nasty nice girl, girl in a nasty world. I hated that whole lot. I, I, I like that you a weirdo. <laughs> I did like that song. But yo, it's like it's like Tup- about a weird like, guilty pleasure. It's like Tupac after he died. I did like that song. And Death Row was putting out all that music, uh, and his mom, you know, what I'm saying that there was an art, there was a court battle between. Death Row and Afeni Shakur mm-hmm. who owned the music who could put it out who would make money from it and it was all unreleased songs they unreleased for a reason mm-hmm. that's always how I, I felt now I understand why artists are mad when like um, recently uh, Adrian Bronner was trying to put out an album but Meek didn't clear one of the verses it, mm-hmm. you know he said it was an old verse but I understand it because I might record something Three years ago, and I might not be in that space today, and I might, I might not be able to endorse what I said. I might have changed my my point of view on certain things. So I understand when artists are like, "No, nah, I don't want to put this out." Even be relevant no more. That too. Yeah. It might not be relevant, but the flow would sound good to the song that you feel as though that's what you want to release. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my flow changed. Everything mm-hmm. changes. So what artists do is, like I said, it's just like. You just go to work every day, and I can just create, 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 create. And a motherfucker, once you're not here, it's like, oh shit! I can say whatever, and I can do whatever. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Um. Let's. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you sure? Transitioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to make them as smooth as possible. No, we, we, we transition real quick. But like I said, you go to work, if you're an artist, you you want to make records. You're going to just make records. This is your job. And that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's all it is. So switching topics, I want to talk about Versus brand, right? So Versus now has a deal with Apple Music. So now they take the battles and they put it out in music format. Um, It's formatted like an album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to the, the DMX and Snoop one again, and 
Bro, that shit just brought me back to watching it for the first time. It was just really the best battle they've had. Um, and I think it's more or less because they were actually... Well, I, I want to say it was the... Uh, the um, Oh, yeah, shit, you was already yeah, on it. it already um, but they... Uh, what was the Jamaican one? The, reg- uh, the uh, Who was in that one? Uh, the, 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 the Jamaican one. The Jamaican one was... Um, damn, I just had it up. Beanie Man. Beanie Man versus... Buju Bantan. Mm, that one was bounty killer bounty Bounty killer Killer. um i think that was the that was the lead for everything like it showed everybody like how a versus should be i i want to think like when they thought about the brand that's that was that was the versus where two people can be together yeah yeah i think that's how they envisioned it though right yeah but it's not a remote of like all right boom you could be in your house and i'm gonna be in my house Mm -hmm. because it, it, it made it like like from everything before then and even thing when, when people was trying it, oh my internet lagging or anything mm-hmm. my shit lagging. But at the and heart, right there with each other. But at the heart of the issue, remember, this all came about because everybody was quarantined. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That right. is true. That is true. And if you think about it, all of this is based off of how they did it is how they already do it in Jamaica with clashes. Mm-hmm. So having that as the real form. If, if you my if you my man, I'm right here. I'm right here in Jamaica spot. I, I walked away. Right. When I go back down here, it's nothing but Jamaica down here. Mm-hmm. I gotta walk away because I'm gonna be over here with everybody that's just like, yo, all right, boom, we in the building together. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. We just here. Mm-hmm. We know COVID, but we here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that we got... just out here cooking, jerk chicken, go. everything. You know? Like, we right here. <laughs> I, do, I thought she was going to take that somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not, but... <laughs> I thought you was going to, but yeah, I, I I said that like how the structure of the Apple deal and how everybody would want Jay to be a part of it. He's not gonna be a part of it now. It's not on title, right? It's it's nothing benefit. He's not. It's not a benefit for him. It, it, it doesn't matter. Jay would never do that anyway. That is very true. He's not that kind of artist. If if, if you know who Jay is, if anybody would look to say, "Oh, I want Jay to do a battle with anybody." Y'all don't know who Jay is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Period, point blank. Because everybody, because everybody would have first thing. Oh, Jay Z versus Nas. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. Mm-hmm. No, Jay is the nigga that's not gonna do that. If if I'm sitting on top, why do I need to put my 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 title against anybody else? No fun. Battling. Mm-hmm. I'm the king. Mm-hmm. I, that's and a y'all fact. got this little shit going on? I'm not doing anything. Peasant. <laughs> if you ain't putting no you ain't putting no albums out, you still ain't doing nothing. I'm not doing none of this. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. So next and week you, we we have uh two chains versus Rick Ross. Who do y'all have? Mm. Uh, Ross. Yeah, Thank that's, you. That's not do, even... do y'all feel like it's a mismatch? That's uh, truly, truly. That's that's like Jordan. Going to play one on one with a sixth grader. Damn. No, it's, 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 Jordan, <laughs> it's Jordan playing against Allen Iverson. Whoa, I, ooh, mm mm, that's giving two chains way too much credit. 
I don't care. <laughs> yo, the, the response was so terrible. I don't care. <laughs> That's the old fucking topic. That's meth. Yeah. Um, I think um. And two changes. Two changes is gonna be what he's gonna be for whoever wanna. Ross, Ross, from when he hit from the get, Ross has not put out shit that he's really losing on. Right. Like dollar was terrible. A and consistent that- winning level. But and that, I'm not a hundred percent fan of Ross, but right. you can't deny his run. Yeah, exactly, because his, produ- his, his production is uh, uh, Justice League, Justice League, uh, Cooling Dre. The, he, the music that Ross puts out is orchestrated. Yep. Mm-hmm. The yep. music makes his fucking lyrics sound better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Ross, Ross is, Ross is the Frank Sinatra type nigga of what hip hop is right now. Wow. To everybody is yeah. that's going out there right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I will put that out there. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I will put that out there. I agree. I mm-hmm. never it's nothing about that Ross is putting out there. Sound wise, orchestrated, live the the music and everything. This shit is well thought out. Mm-hmm. He ain't fucking playing around. Mm-mm. He out here fucking making music. He like, he the, he the hip-hop Stevie Wonder. His shit is out there. Big fucking records. Mm-hmm. And I ain't even saying, like, even if they big records, the sound of the record. Mm-hmm. You can put them shits on, you can put a, you buy a, rap, a raw CD, whatever, whatever song, they big records. Mm-hmm. Orchestration. This nigga sound like Khaled. You sound like Khaled right now, yeah. Hey, turn the ball. Good, bro. I'm out here. We can see. See this? I'm out here. But no, I mean, I think we kind of discredited Two Chains' guest appearances. It's not, but. This can very well. This could but listen. What you're saying is what you're saying is guest appearances. Mm-hmm. You're saying as a guest. Yep. Somebody invited you in. Ross is running the house. Yeah, you got a point there. Mm-hmm. But he's going to play guest versus. I mean, they count. They count in these things, count. though. They do count. They do count. The Jaden and Fab joint. Yeah. Ross got too many of his own. That is very true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Start dipping in the Maybach musics. Yeah. I don't know. I got too many of my own, nigga. You know what I mean? What What's the score? What's the score y'all giving it? I I, I can't call a score. I, I was just saying, because, like I said, on the score tip, where I, I thought that Snoop was going to be bigger than X, didn't turn out to be the same way. Honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, I scored game, that game 12 to, Game to 20, I'm scoring it 18 to 2. Damn. Damn. Oh, come on, man. Two change does, does not stack up against Rick Ross. I'm going to go 13 I'm, 7. I'm, 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 I, what'd you give it? Another 
But what you gonna put it up against that Ross ain't got? He could throw Magnificent up against it. That's gonna that's be- gonna lose. That's gonna lose. Magnificent up against Duffel Bag Boy. That's gonna lose. He could throw BMF up against that. Yeah, yeah I think that would be his best bet to throw BMF up against that. MC Hammer. Yeah, MC Hammer. You know what's crazy when I found out? Styles Styles wasn't supposed to be on that. They Spiff TV said that he uh he sent the wrong beat. And Styles just rapped to it and he was like, uh fuck it. Fuck it, I'm on. Yeah, he told Ross and Ross he asked Ross, he was like, yo, I could send him another beat. And Ross was like, nah, fuck that. He smoked that shit. We gonna keep him on there. I forgot. Him. Nigga, you did, you did, you did two of the same records mm-hmm. that body that whole. You did the both summers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and released it on a mixtape. Those those shit started on a mixtape, and then they put it on the album. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Shout out to Ross, celebrated ten years of Teflon Dawn album. Cause um. that hustle and shit. That, that that was that shit. That was the first shit, right? Yeah, hustle. Uh, yeah. Every day I'm hustling. Carol, was that Carol City Cartel? Mm-hmm. Hello, that's, when I, that's when I stole that Lex. Oh boy, I remember that episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? I nigga wallet. It was like I didn't even need it. Hey yo, I didn't need it. You know what I mean? Tell us, George. I love your agent voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep it that. Oh yeah, man. Oh man. Let me piss you off real quick. Juicy J wants to battle Nas. Yeah. Who? Bro, get the fuck out of here. Man, let's end this episode. <laughs> 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 DCJ said he would like to battle Nas and Versus. What are your I com- thoughts? I, I commend him. I commend him. You know what I mean? Juicy J don't have a... Juicy J don't... He's not even an artist that was single-handedly releasing albums or anything by himself. You know what I mean? Like... Not until he signed the Taylor game. And then from that, he only got bands to make a dance and I don't know why I mean, he would even, show out. Even even if he was just going to take it from three, six verses. Mm-hmm. Nah, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't do that. Mm. Yeah, we're going to skip over that one. All right. The, if, if, I'm glad we're doing that. Bow Wow is getting disrespected because Timberland said he doesn't have 20 hits. Yes. Yes, he don't have 20 hits? Yes. What? Bow Wow. Bow Wow has 20 hits, bro. 20 hits that people would care about. That's the whole thing. No. They're, they're, listen, there are songs that people about. care about because y'all got to think about the audience that's tuning in today. Okay, I care about. I'm not caring about Bow Wow. And who he's going to go against? Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. He can't. That's the only when, when, when they put up when they put up the meme that said if a nigga would give you the gun to say who would save if you would save your life or the nigga would kill you about a Romeo song. I don't know no Romeo song. I'm gonna uh, kill myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't need you to kill me. I'm gonna commit suicide. <laughs> No, yo, Lil Bow Wow got he got twenty songs, bro. He's got 20, 20, 20 got songs. 20 songs what do you mean, bro? This is a kid at fifteen at at thirteen selling out Madison Square Garden. All I wanna do is 
I don't. I only know that song. You you got me there. Uh, oh, bounce with me. Bounce with me. Yeah. Bounce with me. Fresh as I miss. Hold up, because Jermaine Dupree put. Jermaine Dupree put up a post. Like these are chart topping records, bro. Oh, I put it was on Twitter. So boom, seven number one hits. Bow Wow, that's my name. Bounce with me, shorty like mine. I'm a flirt with R. Kelly. Pause. Uh, let me hold you down. These are all number one records. Okay. He still got thirteen more that he need to put up. <laughs> all right, seven number one hit, number one records, eleven top tens, nineteen songs. He only need one more song. But I mean, who's gonna go against him? That's the issue. I don't think he has a. The only people that you could probably name is somebody like Omarion or Soldier Boy. Chris, what's not, up? Not, what's up, Chris? Not Soldier Boy. <laughs> not Soldier Boy. Well, well, at least Omarion. No, For the interview, we got a little interview. All right, yeah, you're really Jamaican. I'm everywhere. Hey man, where you at? The Blue Caribbean? Oh, nah, you gotta come around, fuck with me on the side street. <laughs> Yo, oh man, thank y'all for being on this episode. Shout out to Bow Wow, bro. I believe in you. I don't know who your opponent's gonna be, but I fucks with you. I think is older now. We can admit that the fact that I just didn't I like you because you got all the bitches, bro. Sorry. My wife don't want to fuck with the niggas on the side streets. That's what it is. Wow. Just, just, just let it be known there. <laughs> let it be known there. We know where the fuck we at. Y'all ain't got no love for the East. Where the West You know what I mean? Yo, shout out to 420 Rambo. Shout out to Coach Class Podcast. Shout out to Is. This ain't no podcast. Pre is destined a podcast. Shit, vegans eat. Laptop Chronicles. <laughs> Chronicles. Cousin Al. Each and every week. Shout out to Stacey. Check out her upcoming podcast, Smoking Vibe Podcast, with her co-host Jessica. Um, shout out to my man Norm. Hope you enjoy your vacation. Um, go go stream all Norm's projects on streaming platforms shout outs yeah yeah vic um, thank you thank yes. you so much this is perfect timing it is always great hey huh Liam. yo shout out to teaching right now we need to get this form a class to uh teach niggas how to finger pop right now you know what i mean like Yo, bet I'm on it. Matter of fact, I'll make that the next episode. Oh, God. That easy. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm giving $3 lessons. Wow. $3? This is crackhead shit. Hey, man. No. You got a, you got a, a pandemic you got a, discount? You can't sit 
thing that you're going to go high with a female. You know what I mean? You got to you gotta let them know that you're building up. You can't say I'm going to charge $50 to show on your pussy. Yeah. Because they got to get right. their own pussy. All pussy. right. Uh, uh, I need your pussy to show. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, oh man, <laughs> you know how in this Baltimore County forever, this DTV, <laughs> right. dirty Tim Vic. Vic, Vic, Vic.